This is the Saturday Night Harness Preview with Dan Malecki and Rob Orba. Hello everyone, welcome to the Saturday Night Harness Preview where uh, Rob Orber and I will look at the Melton program. There's 10 races, the first event a minute before 5 o'clock. Rob, hello to you. Hi Dan, hi everyone. Welcome to the Saturday Night Harness Preview Show. Uh, Melton have got a big program, 10 races on the card. There's some really intriguing races uh, on the program. There's some short price favourites. I think there's some bit of value there to be found as well throughout the evening and looking forward to uh, a really big program Saturday night. And thanks to the Victoria Harness Racing Club who are sponsoring and supporting the Saturday Night Harness uh, Preview. And we've got lots of supporters out there, actually, which is fantastic because we just need uh, a little bit of a help to uh, get this up and running. And thanks to, to RSN, you might be listening to it live uh, or going to air it uh, after the Friday Night Harness meeting or available through the podcast on RSN and, of course, on the uh, the Harness websites as well, Rob. Victorian Harness Racing Club have been wonderful supporters of the harness racing industry. They've got the new members uh, club lounge room open now uh, at Melton and certainly for those people that have been uh, utilising the facility in the past week or two, they've been certainly uh, impressed with uh, the ambience of the room itself and they've got uh, the opportunity now to to support the night each Saturday night uh, at Melton. As well as that, the Victorian Harness Racing Club have their bonus meetings that they conduct throughout uh, the state of Victoria and they've got some big meetings coming up uh, over the uh, next few weeks as well. So uh, for those people that are members, they also get the opportunity of winning the $1,500 cash bonus if their horse happens to win one of those races. Okay, let's have a look at the first event on the program. It looks a really competitive race, Rob, uh, with Sly Terror, the uh, early favourite. Yeah, good race. Uh, again, these first races, uh, we've seen a few upsets being uh, have been occurring over recent weeks. Uh, look, I've gone for the class again here uh, out the back, not with a, a favourable draw in 12 Cosimo. Uh, look, his last win was in August 22, so he's been out of the uh, the winner's list for quite a while. But in saying that, he's been racing so well at top company against high-quality paces. He looks well rated here from a national rating perspective. He just needs a little bit of uh, luck in running where he gets a nice trail into the race and to finish home over the top of him. And again, I just feel each way he's opened up uh, at reasonably uh, good odds for my number 12, Cosimo, and I think he'll be uh, really hard to beat. He should be running on strongly from the very consistent uh, four-slide terror. He's been going well. He gets a nice barrier draw. He's been runner-up at his uh, what past uh, two starts now at Melton. He was a winner there three runs ago. I thought nine, we better believe it. Better suited when not used up early. I, I like the fact that he's drawn the second row here, and I think he's uh, one thing that we have seen with we better believe it. When he's held up to come with one run, he can certainly savage the line. And number 13, Lip Reader, who's uh, a horse that I can't allow to get around uh, without having something on because he's always uh, going around at big odds. But I think he's absolutely flying the horse and he just needs a little bit of luck. And again, I, I wouldn't be shocked to see him winning the race. So 12, 4, 9 and 13. Interesting run of the first emergency here. Number 6, our Uncle Jim, if he happens to gain a start now in the Dean Braun stable, Nathan Jack to drive, might be one to uh, keep an eye on if he happens to get a start. But 12, 4, 9 and 13 and a watch on the emergency. 
Cosimo currently twelve dollars and three thirty um, as uh, we go through this uh, preview. So he uh, he does look a bit of value. Rob, I'm tipping we better believe it. He's been good to me. Keeps running uh, well um, at all, at each way odds, and he will be again nine four slide terror. I think they're the two inform horses, um, and then uh, horses like Irvine and Major Major because they'll get peg line draws. So I've tipped nine four eight and one, but do agree Cosimo's a must to to go in uh, to the early. Quaddy. Race number two, this is a good race for the three-year-old fillies, um, tempting Tigress. First up from a, a little bit of a break since the Bathurst uh, series, but she's a, she's a quality filly here and she'll be dominating the market. Yeah, look, and her record speaks for itself. She's had seven lifetime starts for five wins and two placings. She's a winner of 113,000. She went around in the Bathurst Gold Bracelet final, finishing third behind Major Delight, and she savaged the line from coming back in the field. She was a winner at her previous run at Bathurst. So she had two runs and freshened up. She's a high-quality filly. Uh, look, she's certainly the horse to beat. She was second in the Breeders' Crown final as a two-year-old behind Major Delight, nearly caused the biggest upset of the day that on that occasion. So we can't ignore the class here of Tempting Tigress. She's got that uh, record on the board to, to, to hang by that, and she has to be picked on top. Look, number three, Chinchilla. Really nice filly, uh, underrated filly. She was sold and purchased uh, by New Connections, Lisa Pitt, uh, who takes the drive. Uh, like this filly, she's really come on a good run at Cobram behind Louie Luai, who I've got a huge opinion of. Uh, and I think we can't dismiss Chinchilla as a, as a winning chance, gets a nice draw. Pardon me, uh, a filly that you called it Hamilton winning, Dan. Uh, she was really impressive first up. Yeah. I mean, she's got some really good bloodlines there. She's related to Kimball, who we know has gone on to be a very good horse. So we've got to respect, pardon me, obviously the lack, lack of race experience may be a little bit against him, barrier one, but she certainly showed the talent that she's got a very promising future and four sugar pover. So 11, 3, 1 and 4, obviously the favourite uh, number 11, is the horse to beat Tempting Tigress, but I certainly respect numbers three and one. Uh, the ten on, uh, sorry, the eleven on top, Tempting Tigress for me. Three Chinchilla, one Pardon Me, four Sugar Pover, eleven, three, one, and four. Pardon Me was very impressive. It came off a fast run race, but finished off strongly. She got a lot of improvement in her Rob. Um, interested to look at the way she was prepared. She was almost like going to the races. I got the feeling that it was like another trial for her, just a bit more education. She came through with flying colours, so she's got a lot of upside. Pardon Me. Just don't know about the gate speed. We'll find out a lot more about her, but she looks like she'll be a city-class filly. 11, 3, 1 and 4. Race number 3. This is the first of the Vic Red Platinum Homegrown Classic Finals. This is of $50,000. And the whole field came out of the same uh, heat um, in the lead-up uh, to this. And Rocky Valley will start the favourite, number 4. Yeah, Rocky Valley's, uh, you know, come up in the early market at a very short quote uh, and was able to win... Uh, his respective heat uh, in that homegrown uh, two-year-old at, at Maryborough. Obviously, the horse that ran second to him was Kufax, who drew uh, outside of Rocky Kai Valley last time. Kufax draws inside uh, Rocky Kai Valley this time round. I think the market, even though has it correct, I, I don't think that there should be as much disparity from... Uh, you know, an odds-on favourite to one that's around that $4 mark. And I just feel that Kufax has got a, a genuine chance in the race. Uh, look, obviously, uh, they, they, they'll both come out together. Kufax 
was able to show some, some a little bit more natural early speed out of the gate than um, than 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 um, Rocky Kai Valley. So good chance Kuvacs just might make Kai, Rocky Valley just work a little bit harder to to maybe find the front this time. And whether uh, you know Neil McCallum just tries to soften it up early to have a bit of a, a late shot at it. Uh, I just thought each way maybe one Kuvacs just at the value uh, ahead of four Rocky Kai Valley. I don't think there's much between them. Six, uh, Courage Law. Well, we know this horse has got plenty of talent. He, he just gets things wrong. So it's just going to be taking him on trust. If he happens to put it all together, he, he certainly can figure. Uh, the other two horses that come out of the heat that I thought were nice runs, Five Tunbridge, uh, he's had the two runs. Uh, like the way he just kept finding the line at Maryborough. He was beaten 23 metres, so he's still got a bit of ground to make up. But I, I think he's got a horse that's got you know, good potential to keep moving forward. And Henry's horse looks a really nice type, trained by Mark Hayes. He, he, he got it all wrong at the start, made up a lot of ground, uh, and he, he, he got tied at the finish. But maybe drawn out seven just on his own might help him a little bit. But he looks a likely type, and I certainly wouldn't leave him out of the, the, the wider chances. But four and one in brackets together, ahead of six, and then five and seven. Yeah, very similar uh, to your thoughts. I've, I've put the one on top, Koufax, simply because I think you'll get the right run with race experience. He might have more improvement to come because that was his debut performance, whereas Rocky Valley's already had the three runs. Uh, one, Koufax, four, Rocky Valley, uh, seven, Henry's Horse. Did things wrong first up, and this is still going to be challenging for a lot of these young trotters because a lot of them will be going to uh, a nighttime venue uh, under lights, and these also present... Um, some uh, challenges for them. Uh, and Six Courage's Law has definitely got ability. He just needs to get uh, things right. One, four, seven, and six. Race number four. This is the uh, two-year-old trotting fillies division of the Vic Bread Platinum Homegrown Classic. Violet Stanford was very impressive winning on debut and looks to dominate the market here from Barrier One. Yeah, look, she she clearly looks uh, the horse to beat, doesn't she? Uh, for this uh, particular race, she she was uh, super impressive, uh, winning uh, her heat, uh, and and again she she looks well placed here. And I mean, she's currently at a dollar fifty, and you sort of look at Rocky Rocky Kaivali in the previous race at a dollar thirty five. I think I'd be more inclined to take the dollar fifty if I was taking a short odds on Violet Stanford. Just on, on the way she won, she she just was really impressive and I thought she'd be really hard to beat here. Uh, from number eight, Maori's Mac, who uh, who tried hard, made a few mistakes there uh, uh, at Maryborough, but, but certainly kept kept making ground and, and gets inside second row draw. David Aiken uh, trains and drives. You've got to respect uh, the stable. Uh, four, five, Stately Salome, who's uh, another horse that... You know, really, it's had four starts, only been placed one. So I think it's got good ability. It just needs to put it all together. And the day it does, it will probably be winning. Um, I'm certainly not dismissing the five as some sort of chance in the race. And 10 Centurion Dream, seven Third Eye, both horses have got, you know, good manners and, and seem to be going pretty well. But uh, look, one clearly on top from eight and five and 10 and seven. Yeah, similarly, uh, one on top of Violet Stanford, eight Maori's Mac, ten Centurion Dream, seven Third Eye, one eight, ten and seven. Rob, the first leg of the uh, main quaddy is the Western Ford Pace, which is race number five. This is a good race. There's plenty of depth here. Uh, we've got two horses coming out of free-for-all wins last start, both winning first up in the, the smart, he's the son of a gun, and also Yambakian, but it's an evenly balanced race, particularly with the barrier draws. 
Yeah, the barrier draws is what uh, really evens it out, doesn't it? However, uh, you know, in, in these situations, there's such a, you know, an even talented group. I still have to come back to the horse that's raced at the highest level, and that's certainly been number 13, he's son of a gun. Uh, look, he's got uh, plenty to overcome. He's second up. Uh, from uh, a, a good spell when uh, finishing unplaced in the Chariots of Fire, but his form before that, as we know, was outstanding. He went around in the four-year-old Bonanza. He was second up, or runner-up behind Captain Ravishing, and he's got really good form. He was terrific winning first up, defeating Max Delight and Cosimo uh, when he was able to lead. So, again, he's going to have to come from back in the field here. Uh, I still can't tip against him, so he is my top pick, number 13, he's son of a gun. From one Jillaby Nitro, I feel like this horse is going really well, Dan. I, I love the way he savaged the line last start. Uh, if he holds up and gets a clear passage here late, uh, I think he can he can run a really good race. Number one, Jillaby Nitro. Seven, Serge Blanco, who's very consistent, very talented horse. He's going well. He can't fault his form. Uh, six, Lark Captain's probably ready to improve. It'll be interesting to see whether Kylie Sugars elects to try to fly this horse out of the gate and get up on the speed, and that might really enhance his chances here. Uh, Nine Yam Bucking was very good leading throughout last time. So, look, 13, I thought one was the value in the race, Jillaby Nitro, seven, six, and nine. I respect all of those. Uh, I've put, he's a son of a gun on top. He's a good sit sprinter. In fact, I'd, I'd argue he's probably better coming from behind than in front, Rob. So, uh, he gets the right trail up here. He can still unwind and, and finish over the top, but he needs that, that tempo. Yembuckian, the danger, one Jillaby Nitro and eight. Crime Rider, I'm not giving up on Crime Rider. I think he's just looking for a, a genuinely run race and you might see an improved performance there. 13, 9, 1 and 8. Race 6 is the Alabar Vic Bread Platinum Metropolitan Pace. Scratchings, Ghost of Time, number 3. And an important one in Raw for Roscoe. Kafaji's left as the favourite here. And my first impression was, I can't have you. And he's a clear favourite. He, he, to my eye, he needs to improve a fair bit. His last run was okay, but when you look at the horses that he finished in front of, I'm, I'm still not sure it's enough for him to warrant being such a dominant favourite in this race. No, uh, look, I, I found him fourth, Dan. Uh, I'm, I'm a little bit like yourself. Uh, I just, you know, he needs to do a little bit more for mine. Uh, I really like one here each way. Uh, Batman Barry, uh, he, he's, he's second up here. Look, he's run at Maryborough when he was first up. Just forget about that run. He, he really couldn't get into the race. Uh, he was, uh, it was a big field. He drew poorly. He was back in the field. Uh, look, he got beaten 14 metres. Uh, he, he's, uh, he's a really good sort of short course type horse. He's had 11 starts, four wins, four placings. Um, he's second up. He's trialled well. Really like him each way. You know, when you start looking for one that you think, okay, I want to play each way a horse for the night, I do like Batman Barrier. I think he's going to run a massive race here. Uh, each way for mine, head of four, got a smudge who uh, I think, you know, again, he, he's a nice horse and he's going well. Uh, he can run 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 a credible race. One Wonga Lake is going to probably get under people's guards. I, I thought she was pretty good the other day at Geelong. She gets a nice barrier draw to enjoy a soft trip, not ruling her out. And obviously, 10 Kafaji just needs to do a bit more for mine. And, you know, again, even a horse like Rocky Creed, who didn't really have much luck last time, he's going to be improved and we can't leave him out. Really interesting race. Really like Batman Barry each way. I'm going to make him one of my each way specials of the night ahead of 4, 1, 10 and 5. Um, I've tipped uh, number four, Got a Smudge. Uh, better barrier draw might assist. Aussie Playboy going well. Really suitable race. 
Batman Barry could easily cross them and be in front, as you point out, Rob, here, and he's got to be a terrific hope. Uh, and then I've thrown in Wonga Lake, the one. I actually left Kafaji out of the place. I might have overreacted here because he is clearly good enough at his best, but I don't think he's anywhere near that at the moment. So 4, 9, 7 and 1. Kafaji might actually drift out a little bit, which means something's got to firm. So if you do have an inkling uh, for something else at the moment, I might be getting on now because I tend to think there'll be a few that firm up here. Uh, race number seven is the I Didn't Do It Trotters Free For All and uh, Queen Elida, well the challenge I guess is drawn inside the back row I really don't see it as much as of a challenge, it may well have been her career best performance last start at Menangle Yeah, I think when the fields first come out I thought oh maybe Ultimate Stride gets his chance again and you sort of go back and you look at the replays and you look at everything and you go wow, how can you tip against her you, you just can't, She she's just yeah. flying isn't she, she's a High quality horse, and you know she she's a star. Which she had thirty nine starts, twenty two wins, twelve placings, four hundred and seventy nine thousand in stake earnings, and I think the best is still to come. Uh, look, yeah, she's clearly the horse to beat, no doubt about that. Only bad luck will beat her uh, for Ultimate Stride. You know he's getting fitter, he's going well. He he run a good race as we know he can. Uh, five one overall. Uh, look, you know you've got to respect. You know, comments from, from Greg Sugars, uh, you know, when his, his horse was winning, you know, some of those nice races early in the year. And, you know, he, he clearly, you know, highlighted that this horse could be right up at the top end of, uh, you know, racing in, in, in the big feature races. So we can't, you know, leave that uh, leave that uh, aside. And, you know, he'll run a good race. Uh, seven, Sundon's Courage, a 10-year-old, his first up since um, having that little uh, run in the Australian Trotting Grand Prix. Again, we know his quality, uh, what he's capable of doing. And uh, number three, Bullion Harry, who keeps improving. But look, eight clearly on top, ahead of the four, and then five, seven, three. Yeah, eight on top for mine, eight, four, five, and nine. Race 8, the Allied Express, Richmond last. This is a really good get-together of mares. Um, I think the race is going to revolve around Emma Stewart's quartet, uh, in particular uh, in Cypher and, and Petty Aunt, uh, drawn the back row, Rob. Yeah, look, it's uh, I've picked uh, her four horses to run first, second, third and fourth. Uh, in Cypher, uh, you know, she was uh, defeated... In the Blossom Lady behind Shayella, there was uh, nothing wrong with that performance. She was first up since December. She'll be improved by that run. She draws Barry two off the second row in a field of, uh, of nine. So there's not a lot of traffic for her to get around. And I still feel like she's the horse to beat for mine. Certainly uh, thought for Beach Life, uh, again, you know, has a good record over this uh, type of shorter distance. She's had three starts for three wins. She's got a 154 four next to her name. Nothing wrong with the way she's going. She'll run a cheeky race up front. Petalons, as you mentioned, uh, very talented mare. Uh, as a last start winner, defeating, I think, uh, over the uh, 1700. And again, she went a 154 six. And Von Art, uh, the other stable mate, you know, she drew wide last time uh, back to 1700. Again, she's got a good record over this distance. She can be a big improver. So 9485 M Stewart to train the first four over the line. And similarly, I've gone for the Emma Stewart top four as well, but nine, eight, five, and four. Rob, you're listening to the Saturday Night Harness Preview. I know that you know that, but for some of our listeners, it's good to remind them, and we're brought to you by the Victoria Harness Racing Club. And if you are a member, 
great opportunity to go out uh, and enjoy the uh, new club lounge at Melton. And if you're not a member, it's a great opportunity for you to become one. Yeah, for $121, I think the social club membership is. It's just a matter of jumping on their website, uh, the vhrc.org uh, website, to uh, to purchase your uh, social club membership, and that will uh, entitle you to access to the new club lounge at Melton, and certainly those facilities are first class, and we encourage all of our industry people to get behind uh, the VHRC and more members that they continue to build up through the club, and that enables uh, the club to keep reinvesting back into the industry through the VHRC Super Bonus Series, and those races... Um, as we know, they, they schedule 26 race meetings across uh, Victoria. And uh, with those, if, you're a, a, if your horse is paid up for the membership, uh, you, you can actually win an extra $1,500 at cash. And there's no limit of how many of those you win. So there's two types of memberships. There's the, uh, the horse membership and also the social club membership. But if you actually pay for your horse membership, uh, you, it entitles you, of course, to the social club membership. So, look, that's something that uh, is worth looking into. Uh, but at the moment, uh, the, the bonus races, as far as uh, the membership's concerned, has closed off for those opportunities. But that certainly enables people to get involved as far as uh, next year's concerned. But for the social club membership and to use the club lounge, hey, for $120, uh, get on board and, and keep uh, supporting the VHRC, who are doing a fantastic job uh, in getting people together to the trots. Race nine is the Vic Red Platinum Metropolitan Trot Final. Uh, some good form throughout this race. Arua Koei seems to be uh, meeting every challenge at the moment, but he's going to be the shortest price we've seen him this prep. Yeah, again, look, you know, uh, you, you can't fault winning form. We, we always say trotters in form, mares in form are always a good way to keep uh, following that process. Uh, they normally take you a fair way. Uh, look, Aroa Koei, uh, you know, how do you fault her form, really? I, I sort of took her on a couple of starts ago and, and she still got the job done and, you know, I'm not brave enough to tip against her. I think she's clearly the horse to beat. She's been putting it all to, or he's been putting it all together, coming out of the, the, the mobile and, and leading and, and doing it well and he can do the same here. A horse that I've sort of spoken about on our program, Danny, that I think's going really well is Ebony's Avenger. I talked about her a couple of runs ago when she ran fourth and I thought she's really worth following and then she put on a really good performance behind Aroa Koei last start. She was $41 and she ran a place and, you know, she gets barrier two here. I think she's uh, way over the odds for mine, so three from two and then obviously uh, other chances here. Look, six Copacabana off the front row, getting fitter with each run. We can't knock the performances of Sir Patrick. He's just a lovely horse, keeps getting the job done, and Hammer's Law all racing really well. But three, two, six, eight, and nine. Look, uh, Ebony's Avenger, you're right. We've talked about her her last few runs, and she's now back in the draw, and it's critical she gets away with them here. But her run last start behind Arrowa, Coey and Sir Patrick, I thought was excellent, Rob. And I'm putting her on top here, thinking she might be worth a dollar a win, $4 a place ratio, or something thereabouts. So at $19 currently, Ebony's Avenger will be my long shot for the night, but I'm, I'm tipping her as the, the, uh, my tip top pip, but also my suggested bet. is just a fraction too short now. He deserves to be favourite, but at a dollar forty-five, I don't think he's got that much on them, uh, even though he's in great form. So Patrick, uh, Mr. Consistency, and Hammers Law, who's been racing uh, particularly well. Two, three, eight, and nine, but the value is certainly with the two, and you've tipped at second. Uh, I don't think the $19 will last too long. 
The last event on the program, the scratching is number six, which is Gillaby Selwood. You've got your mare in this race, Monomia, first up. Uh, and uh, I would have thought that uh, uh, at her top, she'd be very hard to beat here. And if she's in just a run or two short, it opens the door for LB2 chains. Yeah, look, it, uh, well, firstly, uh, you know, the face value for mine, this looks a great race for LB2 chains. Uh, look, I was keen to tip him last time when he drew the second row and, and he was scratched. Uh, he draws a front row here. What's he had now? Uh, three runs back from a spell, gets back to the sprint trip. He's a pretty quick beginner. I think he's a big chance of finding the top, and I think he'll be really hard to beat here. Uh, LB2 chains, I, I think uh, Monomia. Look, she's first up. She trialled quite strongly uh, at Bendigo the other night. She got a little bit keen at 1,700. But, look, you know, stables uh, seems to be going pretty well. The, the horses are all going well at the moment. Uh, and, and Monomia, you know, she she's uh, she was a bit jaded at the end of her last campaign. She went through a pretty tough uh, campaign through the Inter-Dominion series and probably, you know, her last run was really disappointing for ours. And we gave her a nice little break. And, uh, look, you know, she comes here well presented and we're expecting her to run a mighty race. I've tipped her second for Springfield Affair, who's uh, racing in really good form, will be right in the firing line throughout. And, look, if uh, Springfield Affair and LB2 change decides to, you know, have a bit of a battle, it might set it up for the mayor running on. And, of course, uh, Sanday, who's never too far away. So, seven, I thought he'd be really hard to beat here. LB2 chains from nine Monomia, four and eight, seven, nine, four, eight. And I'm seven LB2 chains, four Springfield Affair, nine Monomia, five all the range. Okay, Rob, what about your best bets for the 10 event Melton card? Yeah, look, uh, you know, I hope I get it wrong because I, I actually own uh, Monomia, but I really think uh, LB2 chains, it's his whole, it's his race to lose my, my, in my eyes. Uh, race 10, number seven LB2 chains, I, I thought he'd be really hard to beat. I think there's some really good value in the race. I'm really keen on race six, number seven, Batman Barry. I think he's a really good chance of maybe even finding the top. And if he finds a lead, I think he's going to run a mighty race. And I like the $7 at the moment. Uh, I'd certainly be happy to be playing him. I think in the first race, I think there's two horses that are certainly over the odds, mainly because of their class factors. They've drawn poorly. But 12 Cosimo, I certainly think looks really good value for mine. I'm going to have a saver on Lip Reader because I think he's going... Uh, really well and uh, you know outside of those uh, look you know as far as you know obviously there's a shorty with Violet Stanford but it is a two-year-old trotting filly and drawn barrier one you can never get too super confident there but I, I think if we stick with uh, Batman Barry as my best each way for the night race seven number six certainly respect race ten number race ten number seven LB2 change and the, the one over the odds in the first 12 Cosimo in race one. My best, uh, race five, number 13, he's a son of a gun, and race 10, number seven, LB2 chains. Each way, I think, got a smudge, race six, number four, and uh, the value, long shot for the night, race nine, number two, Ebony's Avenger. Thanks to the Victoria Harness Racing Club. Ararat have a fantastic day. They're pacing for Pink Day. They put so much into their race meetings, and that'll be a terrific card. It's a 5.07 start on Sunday at Ararat and the first of 10 tomorrow night at Melton Robbers at 4.59. Happy harnessing, everyone. Fingers crossed we all have a big night on that Saturday night. Looking forward to the 10 race card program, as you mentioned, Dan. First event kicking off at 4.59.